And if, just imagine that's a podcast screen. I've got a little bug down here. It says the Pagey Train. Yeah. So I play the Pagey Train live. So I've got three laptops, three laptops, a vision switcher and a monitor plugged into these cameras and this audio desk. Before it was just the cameras and the audio desk. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Uh, all recycled, all recycled stuff. Not mad. Yeah. So it's all like um, uh, rebadged and each computer has one purpose. Like that's, that one's the recorder, that's the internet switcher, the other one's the bug. You probably can't see it because it's underneath there. Yeah, man, oh, fuck, I've already started fucking sweating. I've started already. <laughs> oh, my God. Hold on. <laughs> Let me just get my shit together. I'm going to fucking cry. I'm just going to cry. Just the sniff of a beer. Oh, get through this first beer. <laughs> then I'll be right. Oh, God. God, Lord, help me. Oh. Speaking of the Lord. <laughs> yeah. It's Good Friday today. It is. Young Wade didn't know about uh, fish on Good Friday. Oh. Yeah, what is it? You, you can only eat Only fish. eat fish. Only eat fish That's on Good it. Friday. Nothing else. Yeah, oh, no, no other meat. Oh, okay. Yeah, you can eat bread. Fucking racist. Right. You can have a fish sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> Just can't put ham on it. Yeah. Or beef. <laughs> as, as people usually do. <laughs> beef and ham on a fish sandwich. <laughs> I'm going to try a fish finger sandwich with ham next time. Yeah, but you know, that's why they, um, they do um, uh, the filetto fish at McDonald's. Oh, really? It's for the Catholics, yeah. That's crazy. So they can eat a filetto fish on a Friday. And that's why they've only got half a slice of cheese. It's all that Catholic guilt bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> well, they are pretty guilty. Uh, let's face it, they are pretty guilty. Um, but yeah, no, that's why they've got the filetto fish at uh, McDonald's for Fridays, because Orthodox... Orthodox um, uh, Catholics. Is that how you would say that? Orthodox Catholics? You know what I mean? Like serious yeah. Catholics. They won't eat meat on Fridays at all. It doesn't have to be Good Friday. Just any Friday. You're fucking kidding. No. Nah. Because nah. uh, you, think, you think about other religions where they talk about, um, uh, you know, um, what do you call it? Uh, Ramadan, right? Where, yeah, yeah. where Muslims, they will um, not eat for 40 days, I think it is. Yeah. Um, but Christians, they do Lent. I'll do mm. Lent, man. So, all, all of them are kooky, if you ask me. They're all they're all nuts. Um, yeah, it's not surprising. When you're not allowed to wear fucking jeans, of course you can't have anything but fish on Fridays. It all starts to make Why sense. can't you wear jeans? Because it's like <laughs> blended fabric. It's, oh, because it's from two different... Yeah, it's an abomination. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Jean like, Denim's an abomination. <laughs> yeah, they fucking throw that around a bit. Like, prawns, abomination. Jeans, abomination. Prawns? Yeah. The fuck's wrong with prawns? Yeah, shellfish apparently can't eat shellfish. Uh, you know how much they don't like gay people. Mm. That's how much they don't fucking like prawns or jeans. Oh wow! <laughs> it's because they're all about like that whole no sin is worse or better than the other one. So like being gay, you may as well fucking wear your jeans and go go to Oxford Street, bloody um, you know, eat some prawns yeah, while man. wearing denim. Shit, yeah. the trifecta. <laughs> What, what wacky fucking things to pick? Oh, people are crazy, though. <laughs> people are crazy. Like, I think like, they came up with rules like that just because, I don't know, maybe they just needed to manage expectations. Like, the not eating pigs part, sometimes I, uh, I can understand that because yeah. you can get sick from eating, you know, pigs the wrong way. But that was all like when we used to feed pigs medical waste. Yeah. And that's what was making people sick. Oh, really? We, you... fed, we fed them medical waste? Yeah, so if you didn't cook your, your pork long enough, mm. like you have God knows what bacteria in it. Yeah, okay. 
Yeah, no, you got to cook. Um, you got to cook to a certain temperature for for meat like that, and I think as well for um, uh, uh herbivores, all herbivores, you got to cook to a certain temperature, otherwise they'll make you sick. It's got um a, a, like a um a, a, a toxic uh, chemical in the meat That's that you got to you got to eliminate with heat. Well, uh, yeah, there's like that brain parasite that you get from from beef, mm. and they reckon like the. Med- like the majority of the world has this fucking brain parasite. Yeah, that's why we're all going fucking crazy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, they they had um they they started feeding um uh beef, uh, well not beef cows. They started feeding cows. Fuck them, they're beef. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fuck them, they're beef, right? Yeah, absolutely. No, they started feeding them cows, and I started started feeding cows. You know how they have like little food pellets, and they're putting um uh meat in it. So cows don't eat meat, right? They are uh, rudiments, rudiments. Mm-hmm. That's what they call them. They they chew cud. They yeah, it's and then they've got six stomachs gross. and shit, yeah. right? And um, yeah, they were giving them uh, cows um, meat products to try and enhance their growing, and that's where mad cow disease came from. So when they fed them that, they got mad cow disease. Yeah. Oh, fuck. I've got a <laughs> fucking beef. <laughs> fuck them. Yeah, no. I, I saw a fucking cow <coughs> at the Easter show a few years ago, mm-hmm. and I'm walking around with like my strawberry milk, having a great time, and this thing's just lying on its side. And as soon as I looked at it, I, I almost vomited because like its vagina was just like puckering and dribbling, God knows what. Oh God! Like midday. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like fuck this thing. I hate cows now. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I was just watching, um, what were we watching? Andre... Eric Andre. Oh, Eric sure. Andre, right? <laughs> He's fucking excellent. Fucking hell, man. <laughs> we were watching uh, the kid out of um, Sixth Sense. Can't remember the dude's name. Haley Joel. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. And yeah, they were showing a cow giving birth. They're like, oh, well, let's let's flick through his new movie. And uh, yeah, there's a cow giving birth. And you're like, oh. <laughs> oh, you can see the embryonic, embryonic sac. And yeah. you're like, oh, this is fantastic. That's not where I'm keeping my skittles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Oh well, let, let's kick off the show. What do you reckon, uh, Mr. Wade? What do you reckon? Yep. All right, man. Um, and uh, so we'll, we'll get we'll, we'll get it kicking. Okay. We're already kind of kicking anyway. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, why not? <laughs> All right, and welcome to the Pager Train. Today I have in the studio with me Scotty Belshaw, um, sketch artist, and um, I don't know, a political opinionist. <laughs> Or a political pianist. I couldn't work it out. Oh, shit talker. <laughs> Guy's got stuff to say. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. We're 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 on we're on about beef. Beef, mate. We yeah. had a beef with beef. How old are we? We're talking about beef. Oh, what, what about this beef? Yeah. What about this beef going on? Yeah. Yeah. Life used to be a lot more interesting than where where we are now. Um, yeah. No, man. I, as I said, we we were talking off air before. Uh, I know I'm getting old. I just know that I'm getting old. Um, like the hangover I had to deal with today is just fucking murder. <laughs> it's just fucking murder, dude. Because um, I had a, a month off drinking. Oh shit! How did that go? Um, it went really well for the first two weeks. Yeah. The last two weeks was really hard, and I kind of cheated. I had a beer four hours before the um, the end of the timer. That's, that's what. That's I, a soft end. That's yeah, it was right. a soft end. I did. I did. I did. I did break the rules. But um, nonetheless, I, 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 um, you know, ninety nine point nine percent of it uh, stayed sober. Um, my dreams came back um, <laughs> figuratively. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, I started. <laughs> I, I started liking things and wanting to do stuff. Yeah, I started to uh, have aspirations again. <laughs> 
No, it was really good. I lost weight. Um, yeah, I, my friend said that. He stopped drinking just for like a month. And he said like, and he was eating more than he usually did. And mm. he lost heaps of weight. Yeah. Um, it was noticeable. A yeah, noticeable shit. amount of weight. Um, so, yeah. No, I, I think I might do more um, spouts of not drinking. Instead of doing a whole month. Yeah. Just do two weeks here and there. Um, I'm going to do dry July and smart March still. But I think even through the year, I might go, not drinking for the next two weeks. That's it. How many do we have? Dry July, Smart March. I'm sure there's another one. Well, I think I've coined Smart March. I think I'm the, <laughs> I, I think I'm the Smart March guy. There's uh, Sober October is another yeah, one. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, and I'm going to do Dry July. Oh, no, November. I was thinking is no nut November. That's got nothing to do with booze. No, no, no. But Mo- November's Movember. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, that's the Movember month. Yeah. I was spewing when I did Movember once. Like I got right into it. I like shaved a Dr. Phil haircut for the whole month. <laughs> Uh, which my girlfriend at the time fucking hated and my mm. work fucking hated it as well. Mm. And I think I made like 200 bucks and that was it. I had like the mustache and the Dr. Phil haircut for a uh. whole month. 200 bucks. Yeah. Fucking bullshit. Not worth it. No. no. <laughs> Just donate $200. Yeah. Yeah. Grow your hair how you want. <laughs> it was pretty cool though when the boss is like, you you can't do that. I'm like, how do you want me to grow my hair back? <laughs> Man, I've been seeing, I've been seeing these. Uh, have you I've seen Have you seen the new trend of facial hair out there at the moment? The cat's tail. Have you seen the cat's tail? No. Hey, wait. Can you can you pull up on here, man? Can you check out um, images of um, uh, Beard's cat's tail? Yeah, yeah, can, yeah. They go Firefox. That's the one you want. Type in uh, um, Beard cat tail. Check this shit out, man. Yeah. So they grow a mo. Yeah. And then grow it, and then grow one sideburn. And they can shave half a bit. Like, yeah, check this shit out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. yeah pull, pull one of these up, man. Yeah, yeah. See, uh, <laughs> look, at look at that. Look at this guy here. Bizarre monkey. So he's got a monkey's tail, right? So that's a new trend where they're doing like, yeah, <laughs> they call it the cat's tail, man. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't rock one of those because I don't grow sideburns. I don't know how I feel about it. <laughs> like, I know it's horrible. Look at this guy. Cool. The monkey tail beard with a blonde. He's uh, dyed it blonde. Jesus. Yeah. So that's a thing now. The the cat's tail, they call it. I suppose there's many things that may as well be one of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Um, yeah, no, the cat's tail beard is a thing. And there was another one that's a thing at the moment as well. Oh, I saw the reverse mohawk. I had one of those in high school. You had a reverse mohawk where it goes yeah. that way? It goes around. Oh, no, no. I had like the landing strip. Mm, okay. Like, yeah. No, I, I saw a guy, he'd done the sideburns. Yeah. And he grew it right around the top of his head. So it looked like he was wearing a frisbee on his on his face. It looked like Bill and Ben the flower pot. <laughs> or yeah, no, strange trends. Strange trends. Like, I'm, I'm a bit jealous though. I can't do the cat's tail. I'd, I'd, I'd totally do it if I could. I don't get why people get so so weird about beards and let's like put product in it and, and do cat's tails and shit. It's just pubes. Mm. It's just pubes. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Face pubes. I yeah. wonder if you could get crabs in your beard. You probably could. Because they can't, like, I know that their legs, like, they've evolved so their legs can't hold on to normal hair follicles. Mm. But, like, specifically pubes. So you could probably get... I know, can, hey, can you check that out, Ryan? Can, we, can your beard get pubes? I mean, can... <laughs> of course your beard can have pubes. Um, no, can... Uh... when you go through, like, beard puberty. Your beard gets pubes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, imagine you could have face crabs. That's... That's kind of cool. Yeah, it sounds it sounds worse than crabs. You could, you could weaponize that for sure. <laughs> you can drop a crab bomb. 
<laughs> yeah, turn a whole bunch of baristas bald, you know? <laughs> Man, I went and got like a, uh, a trim, like my beard cleaned up a couple of weeks ago and this guy had... Like crabs, let's see if he gets crabs, mate. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> he wrote, he wrote it. <laughs> That's great. That's my pattern. Here we go. Pubic lice usually is found in the genital area on the pu- or, or on pubic hair, uh, but they can occasionally be found on uh, other uh, courses of the body. Um, such as um, uh, on your head, uh, in your legs, your armpits, moustache and beard. Yes, you can, in fact, get crabs in your beard. Man. Scary days. Well, now we don't have to test it for science, we know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was getting worried about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know how you go and test that out, though. You'd have to go and like rub your face all kinds of precarious places. <laughs> <laughs> fucking train seats yeah i'll oh, just get on the train man you'll get you'll end up with the flu corona and face crabs yeah, <laughs> yeah man absolutely i mean have you have you been catching a train speaking of trains like are you a train are you normally pre-corona are you a train commuter not really okay really, but yeah i caught the train maybe like a month ago and it was really weird and depressing mm like more often, like more than it usually is weird and depressing. Mm. Like, yeah, everyone just seemed really scared and they're all wearing like their, their masks. All got masks on. And like, you know, in the quiet carriage when there's always someone that talks and everyone's like, this fucking <sighs> piece of shit. You yeah. have like someone on the carriage without a mask and everyone's like, that was their level of perturbation. It was just that fucking piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> everyone's just, niggling. Yeah. Look at this fucking jerk. <laughs> No fucking face mask on talking in the quiet carriage. Why can't you just read a book? <laughs> Cover your fucking face. Cover your up. face. You'll get, you'll get crabs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and no, I haven't caught a train in over a year, man. I've, I've talked to a few people about it and they, they say the same thing. It's just a weird, it's a weird thing. But there's, there is always a, um, there is always a guy on the train that's talking in the quiet carriage. And yeah, you're always... It's always really loud about personal issues. Like, listen to me, I have a mouth. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. Yeah, and it was like, you know, you, you're an adult. Have you ever caught a train before? Yeah. You know, um, would you talk like this in a library? You know, because yeah. essentially that's what it is, right? It's just a library character. That's why I look at it. It's like a library. Yeah. And like, people no in one there wants reading. to be on there. Like, even if like people do it every day, they don't want to be on a fucking train. They're already irritated. Mm. They're like on this tipping point of clock tower sniper bullshit. And mm. then someone starts, oh yeah, so the other day, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> I felt really bad about two years ago, right? I took, um, uh, currently where I work, I, um, I um, was on a uh, quiet carriage on the way back to the Blue Mountains. I usually go on the quiet carriage because um, you know no one talks, and I can I usually watch um, either the ABC because um, I'm a left wing communist, obviously, so I'm watching the ABC on a train, eating babies, and e- eating shit. babies, and <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> advocating for the redistribution of wealth, or maybe it's just that I like watching Media Watch. It's hard to say, but um, <laughs> Media Watch is the shit. I love Media Watch. Yeah. Big fan of it. <laughs> and um, yeah, there was um, uh, someone was talking on the train. Mm. And then someone piped up and said, hey, can you just stop talking? You're on the quiet carriage. And then an argument ensued. Mm. It's going back and forth, back and forth. And there was this lady who was going off. She was doing a total Karen. This is before there were Karens. They were identified yeah. as Karens. So this is the... So she's like hipster Karen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's primordial Karen. Right? <laughs> and she's fully doing a Karen. 
And um, and then there was this guy here, and he was just being really, he was being polite about it. Just reminded her, pointed at the sign. Yeah. And then she just went on and on and on. And then he's like, "I'll go get the, I'll go get the guard, and he'll tell you." She goes, "Wow, yeah, yeah." It. it got, it got, it got to that escalation, right? And she's like, "Well, why don't you go do that?" And then I, I go, "Man, you've been really mean to him." And I'm like, "You know, when you when swap you, sides." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. I'm like, oh man, just it's just a train. Who gives a shit? And then I'm like, hey, that was really nasty. You didn't need to say that to him. And um, then I've gone, you are on a quiet carriage. Yeah, you are on one. Mm. Like it's your choice to make noise. Like it's not the law. Mm. Can't tell you. You're not breaking any laws, but it is the quiet carriage. Anyway, um, I just started a new job, and then you know when you go around to work and int- you get introduced to everybody, or yeah. you know you always have a guide that sort of in- inducts you into your new workplace. Oh. Yeah, they worked with. They work where I work. Yeah, I've been so terrified of that, like driving to work, mm. just flipping people off and screaming at them, <laughs> and going, "Fuck, are they going to be at work?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, they because you're on their route to work, right? Yeah. So the chances are you they could be working with. I have you. done it to a coworker without knowing it's co- it was a coworker once. Yeah. I didn't even feel bad because she was a fucking piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, big shout out, you piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> She lives in the mountains and she drives around those slight bends in the mountains like a townie. Yeah. Like at, at 10Ks an hour. Mm. I hate that shit. Yeah. No, that annoys The ones that annoy me are the ones that they go through the um, the lights really slow. You know, when you go right turn on a light. Leave. It's green. Go. Yeah, yeah get going. In fact, <laughs> and then there's the two ones that annoy me is the ones that are going through the lights slow yeah. or leave late. Yeah. And then um, the rest of them, we should all take off like a snake, right? Like, yeah. as you see the light change, you should start to roll and then get the momentum as you go around. And sometimes I, I look at the gaps between people going through the lights and going, you fucking bastard. You could have been right up his ass. Why did you get in there? <laughs> <laughs> I, get, I, get some, I get mad ro- road rage, eh? I do. Yeah, same. I worked, like, as a teenager, like a young 20-something, I had the filthiest temper and it took me years and years to try and curtail this temper and mm. then when I started driving I'm like all over again mm. I'm try- now I've got to learn how to not be angry in a car and that's that's even worse yeah well I don't do it with, when there's people in the car <laughs> when, yeah. when, when you've got passengers it's a little yeah. bit better but it still bubbles out every once in a while because I'm the same I have um, uh, a terrible temper sometimes mm. and um, I've had to be really mindful of that to, to pull in the nets because Sometimes it's just inappropriate to be that, that furious about over nothing, right? Yeah, I feel bad about it afterwards. Yeah, totally. I feel really guilty. But in the moment, I'm like, I'm fucking right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. And <laughs> <laughs> you need to hear this. Yeah. Um, but in the car, it's a bit different, I think, because you surre- you're in a dangerous environment and, yeah. the, and the tensions are higher. Yeah, man. Yeah. So, yeah, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know. What if you went through, uh, like, as a pedestrian and transcribed your road rage into being a pedestrian? You know? That's what I th- like. I walk now, and people are walking slowly in front of me, and like, I'm thinking, just move out of my way or move to the left. Yeah. Like you're not in a car. Don't tell people how to walk. But it's like, yeah. But I, it I, is I'm common sense, saying. though. You pull over left, and I had the, the right lane bloody bandits. I call them right lane bandits, man. That yeah. are they're just holding up the holding up the game, because like, let's face it, if you're not speeding in Sydney, then you're running late. So, <laughs> if you're not, if you, it's okay to do the speed limit. Get in the left, get in the far left lane if you want to go under the speed limit. Get in the middle lane if you want to do the speed limit. Yeah, straight up. And if you um, want to do five to ten over, yeah, 
Because then the ones, the other ones I hate are ones that take it to the extreme where they want to do 140 in a bloody 100 zone. You know, it's easier. Like, if you're in the right-hand lane and someone's behind you and they're going faster because you should be looking in your mirror, mm. just pull into the left-hand lane for a bit. Yeah. And let the right-hand lane just let them zoom past you and then go back. No hassles. Yeah. No hassles at all. But they're out there. And we know who we're talking about. You know who you are. Yeah. Fucking scum of the earth. Because they go, well, I'm doing the speed limit. Yeah, and they always. I just look. I look at them, and they they just feel smug to me. It's always bloody. They do, but it's always the same. Look at you being safe. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to hold you up because you're being a dangerous driver. <laughs> no, it's always. Oh man, it's always like um uh, i30s, man. Do you drive an i30? Don't don't tell me you drive an i30. No. Yeah. No. Thank God. Yeah, it's either, it's either that or Utes. I've found P plate Utes. Yeah, P plate Utes, Commodores, and Mercs. Yeah. Mercs are pretty bad as well. Yeah, you've always got one top-down fuckwit. Yeah. Just, this is my bit of road. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're um, very territorial. Mm. Territorial in nature. But I think I've got a theory about the uh, the old I-30s. Yeah. Yeah, it's because like, they go, well, um, most I-30s are brand new cars. Because mm. they're cheap new cars. Like, you can either buy a second-hand car yeah. or buy a cheap new car. And an I-30 is a cheap new car. And they're like, well, I've got a new car. I can do anything I want. Like... Fucking move, man. You're in the way. <laughs> we should get the fastest, fastest person up the front. That's so, what we should be doing. So they're getting around in home brand ice cream. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thinking they're in a Merc. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but a Merc driver knows that they're in a Merc. They go, oh, fuck it. I have a Merc. And I can do anything I want. Mm. Um, yeah, I think... Um, yeah, the other ones are Jeeps. Jeep Cherokees. The other ones that bug me as well. Oh, anything huge mm. is always a piece of shit. And the younger the person you see in that car when they're huge... It just makes me really angry straight away. Yeah. Like, number one, how do you have that much money? Stop mm. it. <laughs> and then number two, please learn how to drive a tank if you're going to drive a tank. Yeah, but they live at home until they're 40. So yeah. they don't pay rent, right? But um, yeah. Oh, winning tip there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, stay at home, kids. It's cheaper. <laughs> <coughs> yeah, I, I, I like to mess with P-platers though. Mm. I love to mess with them. They're easy to mess with. Like, um, you know how you have the uh, fixed traffic lights? I'm oh, not traffic lights, speed cameras? Yeah. When they're speeding, and they, you know how they'll slow down? Yeah. When I'm up behind them, uh, and I know that they've been speeding, and that, you know they're a bit aggressive overtaking me or whatever, Yeah. I flick my lights as they go past the, the speed camera. <laughs> <laughs> That's excellent. So they can think they get a fine. That's great. Because they're driving, and they saw a flash, but they don't go, what was that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, that's yeah. brilliant. I'm going to keep that. Yeah, yeah, that's really good. I, and I do the um the I, call, I don't know. It's like a nudge forward. You know when you um you're riding side by side by someone in a, a, a dual carriageway, mm. and you go a little bit faster, and then they go a little bit faster, yeah. and it's a bit of a tug of war of who's going to break the speed limit the most. Yeah, it's always me. Yeah, yeah. I'm stubborn as fuck. Yeah, but a P plate <laughs> is hard to crack because they usually got more um they got more testosterone going on. <laughs> I went, nah, I'm going to beat this guy, right? And when I know that there's a mobile speed camera ahead, yeah. I'm like, all right, I'm going to get this guy. And then pull back. And then push yeah. him all the way up, get him up to 20, and then pull right back. Yeah, good idea. Yeah, yeah. I got one the other day. <laughs> <laughs> you can see him. He's doing these ones to me. <laughs> you fucking bastard. I'm like, you shouldn't be fucking speeding, bro. The difference between maturity and your shitty little pee plate. That's great. <laughs> oh, you're a piece of shit i am i'm terrible i'm mischievous man i'm mischievous you're just giving them enough rope that's all it is that's it they're doing their own decisions their own decisions well the other one is just um point at their car with concern 
and then drive away. Because <laughs> then you'll see it. I've never seen it, but I, I, I hope I hope that it happens that they get out of their car and look at where I was pointing and go, I don't fucking know. He's got like one of those mirrors to check bombs out of the car <laughs> and shit. But yeah, like point at it, like be vigorous, like yeah, there, yeah. there, oh, and then drive away. Yeah, I love messing with the P-platers. Yeah, I had like this old bloke and I was going just the speed limit. That's mm. it. I'm going down the hill and you don't have to use your brakes at all going around all the way down the hill unless there's you know, a car or, or there's traffic or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And like, so I'm going down the A dog hill. pushing a pram, whatever. You know. yeah. <laughs> I'm going down the hill and I'm just doing the speed limit. That's it. And this old bloke would have been like 70 in this really like regal looking car. What I don't know about cars could fill a fucking book. It was just mm. this really rich looking car. And he, he sped up, went in front of me and then slowed down. I'm like, what the fuck? So I just, without like slowing down I just went into the next lane and then he stayed in both lanes yeah. and I'm like what the fuck and once we got around the corner he was like pointing at me and going like so he was trying to get me to slow down to under the limit and he's like oh this whippersnapper's gonna kill himself I'm like thanks but also <laughs> you're a real piece of shit Gerald like fuck off yeah yeah oh, well that's probably my uncle big shit out Gerald <laughs> <laughs> taught me, taught me everything on you taught me everything I know <laughs> Like the, the mental gymnastics of this old man going, I'm going to stop someone from having an accident by straddling both lanes and driving under the limit. Mm. What the fuck? Yeah. I had um the other one, like, yeah, because I don't know, I suppose, um, that's when we're getting older, right? Because mm. like, there was a time where we were P-platers and we were more aggressive. I still am, man. I just keep renewing them. Oh, you, well, you don't upgrade. Nah. <laughs> Keeps me honest. Well, I, well I, have to, I have to tell a story. I actually never was a P-plater. What? Yeah, because I, I, I got my license in North Queensland. Yeah. Um, technically, I'm provisional, but you don't have to wear your P's up there. Oh, for real? But the strange thing is, you have to wear your P's in Queensland. Yeah. But they just have an unwritten rule there, like, ah, we don't do that around here. Yeah. All right. Yeah, it's really cool. Jeez. Yeah. And then you get pulled over in Brisbane. They're like, you've got no P-plates on. I go, I'm from Townsville. They go, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> even outside no worries man. even outside they were like oh yeah no it doesn't matter <laughs> like, you just you, talk like a little bit slow and they're like oh that's what, you know you're from Townsville well, we don't have pea plates well you can easily discover that someone's from Townsville by how they start and finish a sentence yeah yeah it usually ends in the word A so you'd be like it's odd A oh yeah no shit A how oh, many fucking boiling A are in, in the red cow then I'll have a fucking skewy, eh? Like, yeah, I'll have a skewy. Yeah, yeah. I, look, I'm, I've, I've got, I've got, like, I love the red cow. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. It's where I, I frequent the uh, establishment um, often, and um, but I haven't got my membership card. Yeah, Bianca had one. I'm like, what the fuck have we got a membership card for? And then dude behind the bar went, oh, it doesn't really do anything. <laughs> I think it gives you like what two cents off a beer or something. Yeah, and no, it gives you ten percent off before seven. Yeah, that's it. That's all it does. But you can't get 10% off on a... Uh, so it's only between 6 and 7 because then before seven, before 6 is happy hour. Yeah. So it won't discount a happy hour drink. Goodness. And then it will discount a drink after 6 but not after 7. So you're getting like one drink discount. <laughs> yeah, 10%. Yeah. <laughs> and normally I'd give them a tip anyway. So yeah. if I'm paying cash, I'd do, usually do a tip here and there. But yeah, no, um, no, it's a little card and it's got a golden cow on it. And okay, now I want one. Yeah, yeah. See, yeah, yeah immediately, <laughs> right? Because 
because I said, well, isn't it a red cow? They go, well, it's your gold member. I'm like, wow, because then this is like a this is like a golden cow and it's like a false idol. I totally <laughs> want it. <laughs> Just put a nice nifty little baphomet on the card. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to dance around with fire, you know, around it, you know. I just want my card, man. Just give me my card. Um, yeah, no, I, I didn't. I haven't got my membership card. She's like, I said it to her yesterday. She goes, you're not here often. I'm like, what? Well, maybe that's good. Like, maybe, maybe it is. Oh, no, but it, just because I wasn't there for the last month, I only went there once in the last month because I wasn't drinking. Yeah. And when I went there, I was drinking ginger ale. Well, what did we learn? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, after the boiling hot sweats I've had today over this fucking hangover, I've gotten old, man. I've gotten old, Scotty. I've gotten old. Um, I cannot cope with the hangover like I used to. You know how I used to, like, the only thing that would make me feel better when I had it, a hangover was I'd go and sit in the shower, I'd turn it on like pretty hot mm. and have like a cheeky wank <laughs> sitting down on the floor of this shower and then I'd just have a nap and then when the water run cold it'd wake me up. And I'd <laughs> That's f- a good system. I'd feel invigorated. <laughs> I'd feel better. I was ready for the day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll do it. That's a, that's a great plan. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, normally I sit in the shower and weep. Um, that's, yeah. that's what I do. Yeah, yeah. I, used to have a, I used to have a theory when I was young, you know, when we, um, back in the day, we, we, we went to nightclubs. Remember that? Yeah. When was the last time you were in a nightclub? I remember being a real person. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I haven't been into a nightclub in over a decade, I think. I used to go to, like, Batcave and shit like that. Yeah. And looking back, and I'm like, that's pretty embarrassing. It's pretty bad, isn't it? <laughs> I used to go to, like, and they'd have all these stupid names, like 209, you know, yeah. 209 on Queen, or um, what's the one in um, Penrith there? Vi- Vipers, it was called. Yeah, Vipers. Like, yeah. I, go, I go to a nightclub called Vipers. Ooh, that's how you know you're tough. <laughs> 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 All these ridiculous names. And um, I used to have a theory, though. Cause you, know, you know when you get the stamp? You get a stamp yeah. going into a nightclub? I used to have a theory that that stamp was poisonous. <laughs> so you used to have to shit, sit in the shower. and um, Or maybe shit in the shower as well. I'm not sure. But if, if you sit in the, <laughs> sit in the shower... And by the time the, the stamp had worn away in the yeah. shower, you were good to go. Maybe I didn't have to wank and nap this whole yeah, time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, don't get the stamp, man. We'll fucking poison you. <laughs> but man, I was, a little, I was a little bit, I was a little bit, like, believe it or not, I was a little bit cheeky when I was younger. Maybe a little, still a little bit cheeky. Oh, I could believe it. Because um, I was telling a story yesterday, because we're talking, simply, I think that's what's brought, you know, brought it up. Because, you know, you change where you drink as you get older. Yeah. It changes. It moulds and changes and evolves, and so do the times too. Like, I think if you look at um, the Bavarian, for instance, yeah, when the Bavarian started up, that really changed Penrith because then um, other establishments looked at, well, they're doing this boutique thing. Yeah, how wanky can we be and get away with it? And then there was a bit of a, we're not going to be wanky like that. And then everyone just went to the Bavarian because you get like a $5 yeah. stein. How, yeah. can you, how can you pass up a $5 stein? It's half a litre of beer, like 100 mils, one dollar. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but then all the other places started popping up, you know, like Mr. Watkins and yeah. all these other sort of places. Uh, the Union, I think it's called. Or was it? The, no, The Social. Yeah, High, High, Street, High Street Social. Social. Yeah. And they started doing these different sort of things, you know, um, you know, serving food. <laughs> Trying to bring us culture. Yeah. <laughs> that was a smart idea. The gentrification, it, it's, a, it's a thing that happens, right? It is, yeah. It, it's like, I don't know. I don't know if I talked to you about it before, but, but like there was this dude that said... 
he was doing a lecture and he was in Newtown and he was saying about how gentrification just ruins these areas because all the greatest art comes out of like these low socioeconomic areas. Mm. And then you can't like people pick up, pick up on that and they go, Oh, this is kind of trendy. Mm. And then they start to gentrify the area and it just kind of sterilizes it of all that creativity. Yeah. It sort of removes the, 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 the grain yeah. takes out the granules and makes yeah. it smooth. Yeah, because I think in a lot, a lot of those areas like ours, it's um, like it's necessity, mm. like that that drives that creative. Yeah, culture. it is. It is out of necessity. Yeah. Yeah, it's like oh, we, you know, we don't we don't have much. Uh, but maybe with... I can make something. Mm. Like if there's not much around, maybe I can make something. That's interesting. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know, but you're also creating. Like I'd like to see in Penrith more. Um, there's not enough music venues. Like there's nowhere that plays music. Used to be great. It used to be. It used to be, and it goes through these waves, uh, mm. but it just yeah stopped it. Maybe what five years ago, it stopped going through those. Yeah, those it's cycles. happened. Yeah, it happened. I've watched it happen twice in the last decade. Mm. I can tell that by looking at the bills that I've been on in the band because I've yeah. only ever done three or four gigs in Penrith. Yeah, and they're always the best. By the way, like yeah, every band I've been in, it's usually just we're playing around Penrith. Yeah, and and there's always a crowd there, uh, and a um, yeah. and a crowd that's um, not there because they're the girlfriends of all the other bands, <laughs> but they're there because they want to have a drink and 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 listen to some music. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's always been a hoot, but um, yeah, there's not enough venues for that. I'd like to see a comedy club. That'd be cool. Yeah, that'd be pretty pretty rad. Yeah, or just a performance space where they do a comedy night, something like that. I reckon that'd be really cool. The way it's going, it, it, it wouldn't be any like cool little grassroots thing anymore, though. Mm. It would be like this real fancy, mm. well-to-do thing. It'd be just like Q Theatre or something like that. Yeah, and no, I'd like a sticky floor somewhere that has a... Yeah. You know, where, where, you, where the urinal cakes aren't doing the job, you know? <laughs> <laughs> they never do their job anyway. I'm sure they're just decoration. They're piss decoration, yeah. which is really weird. Yeah, but now they got the because remember like we used to flush urinals. Remember that we don't yeah. flush urinals anymore. It's just all it just all runs through the pipes yeah. uh, through a a minty cake. Well, look, first it was that, then it was self serve checkouts. Next, it's it's Skynet. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no flushing urinals. Urinal all started with urinal cakes, you know. Yeah, yeah um, that was the downfall. Um, that was the, that was the beginning of the end. Yeah, uh. <laughs> that's what happened in the before times. Yeah, yeah, they need to do the prequel, the Terminator now, <laughs> where it all started. It's a sentient urinal cake. <laughs> I know plenty of people that I would describe as a sentient urinal cake. <laughs> <Finally> <laughs> <enough. laughs> yeah, Two hundred people a day piss on their name. You know. <laughs> uh. Indeed, yeah. No, I, I have to agree with you there. I do. I definitely do. I do know people like that. Um, big shout out to all of you. Uh, <laughs> you pieces of shit. You pieces of shit. <laughs> That's the cool thing about like where we live, though. It's like it kind of is a piece of shit, but it's our piece of shit. It's got character. Mm. It's got history. Yeah, it does. And now, like the fancier it gets, I'm like, oh, I don't want to be one of those losers that goes, "Oh, I don't, I don't like the new stuff." Mm. Like, but, but we are getting old, and that's a trait of getting old, right? Yeah, I know. I keep trying to catch myself on that. Yeah. But like, yeah, it's it's I don't know. It's just turning into Parramatta. I'm like, we've already got Parramatta. What? Mm. We don't need another one. Well, I've learned Do a lot we about need this. One. Like, I mean, I've learned a lot about this because uh, I go to a lot of um, I call them drum beating sessions or um. Um, circle jerks is another thing I call them. So they, you, you can go to these meetings about how the city is going to grow. Yeah. And basically, I go to those meetings to look for arts funding. Yeah. 
Right, so you go try and rub shoulders with people, and after a while, you realise it's a close circle anyway, and they, mm. they they've already made their decisions. This is all just for pork barreling. You're not getting it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's it's if you want a free lunch, great. Um, yeah. <laughs> they'll feed you a you know substandard sandwich, but Sweet. and 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 maybe some OJ, you know. But um, now you go to these um, uh, beating the drum uh, meetings, and um, you know they've got a plan for the, the plan for Sydney is you've got Sydney City. Um, Parramatta, which they call um, Central Sydney. Yeah. And then you've got um, Sydney uh, City West. And their plan is City West. And out of City West, their plan is to, um, once the airport's finished, Mm. they've already earmarked bits of land to um, have different purposes. So industrial areas, residential and business areas. Yeah. Um, So out of those industrial areas, they want to do like a tech, tech area, like a... Uh, you know, air quotations, Silicon Valley-esque okay, uh, yeah. scenario. Um, they want to build up uh, um, uh, business districts, like in in particular a CBD. They want to build a CBD out this way. Uh, it's going to be between here and Liverpool. It'll be around there. So, like you'll in the next fifteen years, our region is going to change be beyond recognition. All that's going to do is push people out of the market. Yeah, but that's what I think you're damned if you do and damned if you don't. If you've got boutique beer coming to your town, mm. you can go, oh, well, maybe it is becoming too gentrified. Yeah. But if you've got a sticky floor place where comedians can get their first shot, then it's creating accessibility. That you, yeah. th- There are those two things that go on. So out of the, the building the CBD, you'll be there'll be plenty of work for people. There's yeah. work that's generated out of that. But you just have to be, I guess, um, you have to be okay with that change. And I don't think a lot of people are. I don't think it's hard for the, like the government don't know and nobody knows what they're doing. Nobody does. They just don't. <laughs> yeah, like, it's true. They're just building this thing and hoping that things build around it. They don't actually yeah. have, they have, they have, as I said, they've earmarked land to do things, but they don't know if, that, if it will function that way. Like yeah. no one can have that foresight. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's like, look at Warragamba area, how lately... Uh, there was, you know, the floods and shit, and they said that because there's been so much development around the area, it's mm. all just hard surface. Mm. Uh, like there's no bushland to soak that water back up again, mm. and so these things are going to get worse and worse and worse. Mm. And like that was maybe a five minute conversation, like in the media, it was over and done with. And now we're ju- now we're just back to let's make jobs by building more things everywhere. Yeah. And yeah, that's what I mean. It's damned if you do and damned yeah. if you don't scenario. But I did know, like, I did notice um, uh, before the floods happened in Penrith this year that there was a lot of advertisement going, have you got a flood plan? I've talked about it on the show before yeah. where I, where you, um, and Misty and I would see these things going, they know it's coming. Yeah. And then you go, how do they know it's coming? How? How do they know? So they must be getting metrics from somewhere. Maybe one of them is Lex Luthor. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> well, somewhere a scientist is going, hey, you guys got a problem. Yeah. Somewhere a scientist has gone, ah, uh, you got a problem. Well, yeah, they did that with the fires and, and government didn't fucking And they didn't fucking do nothing about it. Yeah. But uh, now they're starting to do things about it. And I think you could argue about it, like, you know, um, human-created climate change or is the climate changing? Mm. These silly semantical arguments yeah. that the data shows, that the scientific data shows, like, which it doesn't matter about your political stance on things. Um, yeah, that's it. It's still going to burn. Like, yeah. it doesn't make, like, a fire doesn't care whether you're a greenie, a liberal, or a Labor voter. Yeah. Like, it's still going to, your house is still going to burn the down. the vast consensus is that it's, it's at least exacerbated by humans and industry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, certainly. And, uh, I don't know, not to get too bogged down into it, like, um, but, you know, you could have a volcano that erupts. Mm. 
that will release a year's worth of carbon dioxide um, yeah. from human created carbon dioxide a year. But then you go, well, um, it's not just carbon dioxide. We yeah. always talk about carbon dioxide. Um, they've now started to find it's more about methane. Yeah. And talking about beef, right? Yeah. Um, beef is the biggest contributor. See, I said fuck beef, yeah. didn't I? Fuck beef, man. <laughs> Gotta kill those pricks. <laughs> uh. But they don't fart it. You'd think that they fart methane, but they don't. They breathe it. They breathe methane. They, ex- they, they exhale methane they out of their stomach. Filthy creature. They're sick stomachs, man. They're ruminant. They're a ruminant. So they go. They, they has to go like there to break down grass into a um, a um, protein and sugar useful compound. It's got to go through yeah. six stomachs to make that happen. And they're a complex animal. Um, and uh, yeah, if you look at sheep or chickens, their carbon fo- footprint is significantly lower significantly yeah. lower sheep is still high but nowhere near the andals of beef like beef like the, the amount of methane that comes out of beef and the other ones that they found actually because you'd you'd point to the obvious you go it's coal-fired power stations or it's um uh carbon monoxide coming out of cars these are obvious indicators yeah. but there's way there's other ones out there that are way more subtle that are actually doing way more damage and that's beef yeah. that's um um human waste sites so um uh, garbage tips giving yeah. off a lot of methane they're sitting there decomposing yeah. and giving off heat and methane. So there's these other elements that it doesn't matter how much you, you turn off cars, you still the tip is still there, the cows are still out there. There's, yeah. there's still the, the, these processes going on. But that, again, though, that's 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 on the outside of the argument. I believe that whether you believe you know whether you believe it's human climate change or it's climate change, the data shows that the climate is changing. Yeah, the data shows that. So we need to adapt to it. We need to adapt to it and mitigate it. You know, yeah. and solar panels are a way to doing that. And I've, I found it amusing. Recently, they've come out and they want to charge people with solar panels. Have you heard this? Yeah. They want to charge them a For tariff. For giving back to the grid. Yeah. For putting energy back into the grid. I didn't read it. I read the headline and went... <laughs> oh no it's, it's, it's April Fool's Day. I'm not going to fuck around with this. I'll wait for a week and then I'll read it again. Yeah, but obviously there was a massive public uproar. We won't hear about it again for six months. But um, they, they were trying that shoe on to see if it fit. Yeah. And uh, you're like, hold on. Like, that's how stupid they think the public is. Yeah. Like, you go, hold on. But all right, well, I won't supply power to the grid then. Yeah. How about that? Well, you, you can't have it. If you're going to charge me for it, you can't have it. That's I imagine that's part of what they want because then once that happens, then the data will start showing... Oh, solar isn't that much of a benefit. Why are we why are we using it? Let's, yeah, yeah. let's open up more minds. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, that's like, that's a really good point. That's a really really good point. Yeah, um, yeah, fucking ridiculous. Are oh, we going to charge you for helping out the grid because the grid's overloaded? Uh, yeah. Just ridiculous. Um, but you know, it's all, here's the other thing: is that the the, the dinosaurs, man. Everything's going to go to battery. Every house is going to have a battery, yeah. and it's going to charge it overnight. And they, they go, but the, the wind doesn't always blow and the, the oh, sun doesn't always shine. Yeah, but a battery can always charge during the day. Yeah. <laughs> and it can yeah, supply you at night. what fucking country do we live in? We're, we're in like one of the best countries to be doing like solar and wind and storing shit in batteries. We, totally. We, we should be doing it. I had this crazy idea, man. Like you should, they should be building like tanker ships of lithium batteries that they plug into South Australia and then they send it overseas and then they plug into the, the ship and send another one over. <laughs> Why not? And I thought we can literally export power. Yeah. Right. Rather than um, exporting the, the 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 source that makes it, we can literally export energy. Imagine right. how volatile it would be, like shipping like lithium ion stores, though. 
No more than oil, really. Like oil's pretty dangerous. Forgetting about, forgetting about all the krakens. Like, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'd be fucks. Yeah, well, um, you know, uh, well, bringing up the Bronze Age. Um, <laughs> the only thing we've held on to is is Jesus, but um, you know, I think we let krakens go. Uh, Jesus is still about that. They let the kraken go. It's bullshit. Yeah, but imagine that. Like um, uh, back in the day, it was a reasonable excuse. I go, what happened to your ship, mate? I'm like, oh. Fucking giant octopus, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just gonna, I'm just gonna try it on at work. And then yeah, yeah. <laughs> just in an HR meeting, like fucking. It wasn't bad. that I was asleep at the wheel and pirates fucking robbed me while I was asleep because that would look bad. So I'm gonna go back with a different story. Uh, no, octopus man just. You guys heard of Kraken? <laughs> let me let me float something here. And the captain's like, oh yeah, I remember I fell asleep on duty once. Yeah, that could happen. Yeah, yeah, fucking octopus, mate. They they get big. They get big. <laughs> Those fucking psycho squid. <laughs> no, it used to be a reasonable excuse. Uh, now it's it doesn't. Really awesome. Yeah, yeah. True story, man. True story. I just thought it was because people were stupid, but it's actually because they're really clever. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. It's because some people are really clever, and other people are really stupid. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of it's kind of how religion and uh, politics work. Um, yeah. It's based on uh, a level of intelligence. They don't want critical thinkers out there you know if you think back even before you know 400 years ago where you had the lutherans dividing up from the catholics uh, sorry not the lutherans but the um protestants you know yeah. protestants is a word for um protest yeah. they protested against the catholic church like priests were going kind of want a wife got sexual desires want a wife mint <laughs> and they're like Fuck you, Catholic Church. We're going to do our own thing. And we're yeah. going to teach our people how to read the book. How do you like that? Yeah. And they didn't like that because they didn't want people reading, man. Well, yeah. Like, that was, uh, like, back in the Middle Ages, all the sermons were done in Latin. And so, mm. like, the vast amount of people, like, did not fucking speak Latin. They were mm. farming pigs and shit and stuff. And so then, like, uh, like we would paint all these pictures uh, of like scenes from the Bible, mm. and that's how people uh, would, would would learn about the Bible, and that's you know, how well, they through would get, graphics. Yeah, so that's yeah. how they would get their mass, and that's like at that time, that's when the church was just like stockpiling all these fucking riches and mm. shit. Like that was their heyday. Like they're pretty good at doing it now, but but back then, yeah, back then they were fucking good at it. And so yeah. they were using art as like this, uh, like like. Yeah, it's frustrating, isn't it? It was just to say to someone, "Oh, well, actually, this is what you should be doing. This is what the Bible said." And mm. then over time, just gradual changes in these paintings of just diverting from what the, what the mass actually was. Yeah, it's not the first time that art's been weaponized, man. Like, no. they, 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 art has been weaponized through history. Like even ballet, they weaponized ballet. Can you believe it or not? Oh, for real, for real, man. Yeah, because you know, uh, military—that's pretty badass. Military <laughs> drill, man. Military drill. You know how they used to march people onto battlefields and get them into formations. Yeah, this is all based on ballet. Really, and it's timed to music. Mm. It's done to a beat of a drum, and you can listen to a horn, and the horn, mu uh, the song would tell you what formation you need to be in or what's going on. Like um, in the morning, they would call it reveille, yeah. and you hear that tune, it means time to get up. They even had a tune for being at the pub. It was called Tattoo. If you heard Tattoo, it means war's back on, get away from the pub, you've got to get back to the battleground. No way. So if you heard Tattoo, you're like, oh shit, they're back. Fuck, put your drink, get your guns, we've got to go. That's pretty wicked. Yeah, so they use, and that, that's, that's where they weaponized music and yeah. ballet to form um, battles on the battlefield. That's pretty cool. Um, camouflage is, uh, um, uh, is cubism, man. Yeah, I remember you saying this. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah it was really fucking interesting. Yeah, so um, and it was Picasso himself mm. uh, painted cannons, man. 
painted, you would have seen photos of them. Um, you know, you ever see photos of World War One cannons? <laughs> They're painted like rainbows. No. Yeah, you. Uh, hey, can you pull that up, uh, Mr. Wade? Can you um, uh, just type in World War One cannon rainbow? Yeah. Um, <laughs> don't click on the Pornhub link. Yeah, no, don't do the Pornhub link. That's going to get. Um, yeah, he's <laughs> still got. That. Can you get crabs in your beard? <laughs> <laughs> World War One, what? World War One um, cannon. Okay, World War One cannon, and then go um, uh, rainbow. There we go. Uh, see if I go to images and just go to images. See if you can find me one. There'll be one there somewhere. Can't find. Oh yeah, there's there's similar versions of it. Down down go down there. Let's see. Yeah, see that one there. No. With the swirls on it. Go back up a bit. There, there we go. That one on the right there, Wade, where it says Harold. Yeah, click on that. See, that, that's cubism, man. And, yeah, um, we don't. Yeah, so uh, Picasso himself painted some of these cannons. Um, they also did it with ships. So they would paint ships angular patterns yeah. so that you couldn't tell which direction they travel on the water. Because if you can anticipate where a ship is traveling, you can launch a torpedo at it to meet. Yeah. But if you can't tell where it's going... So like, art, artists were some of the most employed people <laughs> during World War One and World War Two. Who'd have thunk it? Who would have thought it? Because like, you'd think that art would take a um a a, 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 a side seat for for, yeah. for these sort of things, but they're actually employed in a lot of ways. Um, artists, there's always been that intersection, but they're not. I always hear that these these comments that you hear about avionics in particular. Mm. Avionics wouldn't have advanced the way that it did if it wasn't for the war, and I hate that shit, man. I, I truly do not believe it. Like you could say that we were put under pressure, so we had to crack the Enigma code and come up with computing to mm. to do these sort of things. But these people were studying this well before the war started. Yeah. Um, now von Braun was not. He didn't get into the war to launch rockets at England. He got. He wanted to build rockets to go to space. That was yeah. always his desire. Um, say what you like, uh, you know, it's terrible um, things that happened. He was in charge of a concentration camp. The the Nazis um, that were taken out of World, uh, World War Two were put into NASA. Um, the, yeah. these, these, these things did happen. Um, but most of these people, their desires went beyond warfare. They were, they were literally about human endeavour. Yeah, well, I suppose most things that we fucking do or make always end up being weaponised, which is really strange. That's, I suppose it's... It's easy to go. Oh, it's something. It's something to do with the species. Mm. But like, I think it really, really is. Like, we we split the fucking atom. What do we do with that? Yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. That, held the world hostage for a good forty years. Yeah, yeah. crazy, absolutely mm. fucking crazy. Uh, like, j- just think about like all, all the thought uh, and engineering that went into making a gun. Mm. Like that, there there were some clever fucking forward thinking people that were making these things. Yeah, and and. The applications of the science that went into making, like you know, something that shoots a projectile, like must have there must be more applications than. than well, it actually invented its own it. science. It's called ballistics. Yeah, ballistics is a is a science that studies yeah. studies this, and that, and that that was formed out of these things. You know, rifling, the way that a bullet spins through the air. Yeah. And carried by its velocity, and then they have your you know, your fall of shot, your point of aim. These things are all very scientific in nature. Yeah. Um, yeah, so even the application of the use of weapons as well, not just the creation, not just the engineering of them, the yeah. application of them is scientific. Um, and you think, oh man, we could, what a waste of energy. <laughs> you know, we, could have, we could have been doing other things, right? Yeah. Um, but I always argue like, um, you know, um, um, you know, the Wright brothers, Orville Wright, man, he, they, they flew those planes 
outside of wartime. They didn't they didn't build they didn't have the dream of flying yeah. to go, you know, this do what go good with this plane? Fucking machine gun, mate. <laughs> I'll make a machine gun on here. I could I could mow a whole bunch of people down. They would buy it. They would buy that for sure, bro. <laughs> Orville, got an idea, mate. <laughs> I know we run this bike store, right? <laughs> We're gonna get this shit together. We've got to learn how to fly this. Because we've got to sell this to the government, and they're going to know they're going to kill our enemy. That's what they're going to do. Man. You know, I don't think I just don't think they thought that way. Even <laughs> bicycles. Now you've said it. Bicycles, like in war and shit. Mm. That's nuts. They've they've like, it's funny. It's funny to look at those pictures. Yeah. Uh, it's just upset they didn't have like you know machine guns on a penny farthing. Uh, oh man, I've got one for you. <laughs> hey, check this out, Wade. Check this out. Look, pull up. Um, uh, go uh, moped or scooter cannon <laughs> you won't believe this man you won't believe this moped moped cannon yeah our ped yeah moped cannon yeah yeah all right so uh it was the italians that did this one yeah there it is pull up by uh, that second Get picture there I shit you not this is this is used in warfare yeah yeah um so that's um it would how did it not like just blow up yeah, into pieces? That's a, that's I think that's by looking at just looking at it, I think that's like a eighty four mil cannon, which is fucking huge. And that's a that's an Italian moped. I think it's what you call the um the that's a Vespa. Yeah. Yeah. So the Vespa's gone. Got an idea for you. <laughs> what do we whack a cannon on this bad boy? That's we can crazy. Yeah, man. They they do all kinds of crazy shit. Now I don't think the guy that invented a moped had this intention how did it not turn the moped into the projectile no well imagine <laughs> well i think that see, see how it's got this big um um stock on it yeah um big uh stand i think they dig it in like they dig it into the ground then fire it just use you know i don't fucking think cannon i don't think you'd I, I, don't, I don't think you'd fire it on the move that would be <laughs> i don't think that's what that would be it would be like in GTA 3 when you're shooting the cannon, like the tank cannon behind you to go faster. Yeah. No, I think... <laughs> but imagine there was some drunk Italian somewhere who's gone, hold my beer. <laughs> Man, they do though. That's what they do. We, we weaponize shit. But I, I say that the... I, I'm, a, I'm a, a, um, a person that would say um, ingenuity and human dreams start as a dream not not to become a nightmare they turn into nightmares yeah. I, I don't think we started out that way i think so you know, you know look at lsd man lsd is a good example you got um what's that uh, program called <laughs> they did try yeah and they tried to weaponize they tried to weaponize lsd man mk um ultra yeah mk ultra mind control stuff right um and it probably worked it probably was used to kill bobby kennedy with this guy didn't know he was he was um, of a suggestive mind because everyone has a different brain uh, makeup and some people are um, submissive to hypnotism yeah. and 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 would under the right conditions if you you know given such drugs and given the right imagery um, you could plant ideas in people's heads. It's like happened before. Shurian candidate stuff. Yeah, <laughs> and they gave it a shot, right? What kind of asshole goes? LSD, got a great idea, boss. What we should be doing. <laughs> I reckon we can make assassins, mate. We can make assassins out of this shit. All right. How come we don't How much money like... do you need? I need $10 million. Here's the check. I'm just waiting for weaponized kittens. Man. Like, that's that's tra the trajectory that we're fucking on. Oh, man, you should. Ch have you checked out a show called um, 
uh, uh, Dirk Gently's Holistic Detectives. I started watching that. I didn't finish it. It looked really fucking excellent. It's really good. And they got a weaponized kitten in it. There we go. You got to check it out. <laughs> you being a cat man, you would love it. Yeah. <laughs> Just don't let the government see. Yeah, don't let. Yeah, no. <laughs> now they put a um. I think it was a um a great white shark soul into a kitten because they can move, they can push souls into different yeah uh, different things. Now, it's a time travel thing. Check it out, man. It's really fascinating. I really enjoyed it. Now, written by the same guy that did um, uh, Hitchhiker's Guide. That's where it oh, comes awesome. from. Oh, yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah, we could. Yeah, so um, yeah, really, really good. Really good value. I was glued to it. Um, I started watching. I even bought a fur coat just because of that show. <laughs> um, Whatever made you buy a fur coat, it's great. <laughs> well, actually, there's two. Th- there's three things that made me buy that fur coat. Um, and, and sorry, and you know, before that goes crazy in the comments, it's faux fur. Okay, it's faux fur. Um, <laughs> I was hoping it was made from cow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nothing like a dead cow and wearing it on your on your. Actually, I do have a leather jacket. I shouldn't talk too much about that. But <laughs> I do like the- <laughs> cow hide just sitting there. Oh yeah. The- <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah sorry uh sorry folks you can't see it on the cameras but um yeah on the uh um uh producer's desk where wade sits it's actually got a cow hide on it yeah, this is just a house of death a cow yeah man oh gosh it is a bit of a house of death actually um no but i, I do enjoy the french polished table i french polish this table myself what is French polishing? Wait, you're gonna love this. You are gonna love this. <laughs> okay. the, humans are fucking weird, man. Humans are just fucking weird. Do you know what shellac is? Yeah. Shellac is beetle shit. Yeah, yeah. So you get beetle shit and you put it in a sock or stocking, and you you polish with it. Oh wow. And you can put a stain in it, and that's where you get the stain. So you put a stain and I you get the it was shellac. Be like beetle shells, we use them for like everything yeah no we use beetle shells as well actually to be to be more truthful um shellac is more of a beetle resin like it's an, an it's an excretion not necessarily poo <laughs> someone's just sitting there stressing out this bug hey, come on come on come on <laughs> <laughs> well someone pointed out to me the other day they're talking you know talking about stressing things out like uh weed right smoking a lot of people smoke weed um and uh weed essentially to get high from weed is a sexually frustrated plant what? It's a sexually frustrated plant because buds come from the female version of the plant. Yeah. Because the male version has the seeds. Mm. So you don't want male plants, you want um, female plants. Yeah. And the female plants, uh, plants grow the buds, but you don't ever want it to be seeded. Yeah, shit. So you deprive it from the male. So technically, weed is a sexually frustrated plant. It's... <laughs> Shit. Interesting way to think about it. <laughs> now you feel bad. You're like, oh. <laughs> Look, or, well, or because I don't want seeds in it. <laughs> yeah, that's fucking And the crazy. more frustrated it is, the more pollen it makes because it's trying harder to get, like to get a seed. Like it's got blue balls. Yeah. Yeah, it's got blue, blue balls. Blue buds. Yeah, blue ovaries. <laughs> it's got blue ovaries. Yeah. <laughs> blue ovaries. Blue ovaries. <laughs> Yeah, now true story, man. It's a sexu- it's sexually frustrated, and the more sexually frustrated it is, the higher the potency. That's really like imagine if that was an animal. How evil would we be? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Think about that. I don't know. Maybe it does. I don't know. It, it, let's let's get fucking crazy. <laughs> um, um, everything has DMT in it, right? Mm. 
So, um, uh, dimethyltryptamine, everything's got DMT in it. Um, and they, they, when you dream, that's supposed to be your DMT yeah. that's active. Like if I say to you, um, picture an elephant, mm. you go, oh, gray elephant, yeah, you know, pink elephant, whatever. Mm. You picture that and it's pictured in your third mind. And, mm. and that chemical reaction that made that image in your brain yeah. is dimethyltryptamine. And when you're asleep, it goes fucking nuts. Yeah. And when you take the drug, it releases all of your dimethyltryptamine. Yeah. And apparently when you die... Yeah, I heard that when you die, your pineal gland just goes, here, buddy, have all of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just goes, ah, uh, this is my last shot, bro. Yeah. This is it. Hopefully this helps. It's Probably a- won't, but hopefully. I've, I've always said, like, I never want to die in my sleep. That's terrifying. But, like, after finding that out, I was like, I definitely don't want to die in my sleep. I, like, I, I think... I'd be wide awake and getting high as fuck. Well, like, I, I've had about um, five DMT experiences. Yeah. And one of them, well, actually all of them... Um, when you smoke it, you forget that you've smoked it immediately. Yeah. You have no memory of it at all. And then you are, you're in this state of mind. You're like, I'm panicking. Oh my God, I'm panicking. Oh my God, I'm panicking. I'm panicking. Where am I? I've done it a few times and each time it's just fucking abject fear. Yeah. Uh, total fear. Yeah. But once you go, oh, that's right. <laughs> I took the thing. <laughs> that's why I'm fucking terrified. And they go, but I'm still terrified. Yeah. I'm still terrified. And then all of a sudden you're like, I don't want this. <laughs> this is too much. I don't want into this. And then the little voice in my brain will go, but you've had it, man. You can't get it out of you. It's in you now. It's in you now. And then at one point, you, after so much wrestling, you have to give in. Yeah. And then it's all, it's all good from there. Yeah. Like the first time I did it, someone explained it to me and they said, yeah, you're going to like feel like you're dying. Mm. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, whatever. It's terrifying. And then, and then, like, doing it, like, I actually I was convinced that I was fucking dying and I'm, like, resisting this and having a horrible time. Mm. As soon as, like, I just gave up, went fine. Then I went, oh, <laughs> and had a great time. Mm. And I thought the second time that I did it, I went, oh, okay, I know that happens. So this time, I'm, I know I'm not going to die. And I had it instantly, still no, this time I am dying. Yeah. The third time, I'm like, no, this time I am dying. Yeah. I, mean, I just can't skirt around it. Yeah, because it, it removes that you don't have the memory of doing it straight away because it has such yeah. an effect on you. You don't actually have the memory of doing it. Yeah. Until you have the memory of doing it, which could happen in a second or so, but that second could be an eternity. Yeah. <laughs> right? I could feel forever that second. Um, but I, 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 I've listened to um, uh, people describing about how they almost drowned. Mm. And or people that had been revived um, after drowning, and they would describe it as all right. So you're under the water, and then you you know when you get to you know when you're underwater and you get to that panic point where you go need air right now. I did that when I I got stoned and put my head under the water for two seconds. <laughs> no, no. <Yeah. laughs> right, so you get to that panic stage, right? And um, for people that are drowning, there's no avoiding it. You go, oh no, and then panic will set in yeah. once you know once you know once your body is aware that you're not going to get that air mm. panic will set yeah. in and then once they are panicked and they get to a point where the panic is too much it's just too much mm. and they go that's it and they accept their fate yeah and then they feel nephoric oh yeah they feel they feel okay yeah they feel relaxed so i think it's um your body's way of going yeah it's a shit deal but here you go yeah <laughs> it's a shit deal bro and may, maybe this will give you enough to get out of this. Who knows? Yeah. And maybe a last fighting stance, a uh, last fighting chance. 
Um, so yeah, I, I feel like the purpose of that is like of like the whole like your pineal gland just going, hey, get high now that you're dying. Like mm. what? How how did we how did we develop it? Like what what was the like, yeah, but this is where it gets strange. Maybe it isn't a dreamscape. Maybe it is a, uh, a, a you know, to get all woo on it, or a, a god co- uh, chemical. Maybe because yeah. it's in flowers. Like, do flowers dream? You know. Yeah. Um. Do um. Do do does beef dream? You know. Um. Fuck better. Not. They better not. Fucking not kill their dreams. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um. You know. Do things. You know. Do things. Do that. Um. Is there? Is there another? world out there is it multi-dimensional and is this the molecule that accesses that or is it just a molecule that um helps us progress and dream is it just part of our evolution no is it you know to look at it purely scientifically um that you can't you know you can never know that really i guess especially not humans we're 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 too like us centric Mm. Like, like you just talk to anyone they're like oh you know something moved in the house and there was no one there like obviously that's a ghost you know like, that's because you're thinking like hey I'm the human here I'm very important something happened that I didn't know what happened so it must be profound mm. you know, like maybe the whole like you know the whole the whole DMT thing and like your pineal gland like it's not really that significant yeah like at the end of the day, but maybe it's just like well, we're pretty goddamn important. So <laughs> yeah, we do we do give ourselves a big pat on the back yeah. as humans. We do we do do that. Um, but when you really boil it down to significance, mm. we're on a you know okay um a, a billiard ball right. Yeah. If you if you go with a micrometer and look at a billiard ball, the variation in its depth and height is bigger than what you'd find in Marianas Trench and Mount Everest. Yeah, wow. So. If you scaled up a billiard ball to the size of the Earth, yeah, the Earth is smoother. Yeah, crazy. Crazy, right? That is nice. That's crazy. Yeah. So we literally live on the shine of a billiard ball. Yeah. That is traveling at one hundred ten thousand kilometers per hour around a star. Yeah. That is not because most people think of the sun; they just think it's sitting in space, and we go around it. It's also moving. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's like when uh, when the dinosaurs were on the planet. Uh, our our Universe, uh, our solar system was on the other side of the galaxy. Yeah, like which is fucking. Nuts. Well, the galaxy's moving too, so we're moving. Yeah. Like we're moving up and down through the galaxy. It's starting to make me feel ill. And then we turn <laughs> through the galaxy. It's moving. But we live on the surface of a billiard ball. Yeah. And on that surface is six, no, seven billion lives. Yeah. Well, how significant is one person? Yeah. It's a paradox. It's a paradox because you go, well, they are significant, but in the scale of the universe, well, when when that when you die, will the universe notice? Well, like it's like we're significant in concept because, like, going back, like trace just your parents and then their parents and mm. then their parents and then you know war happened and all this shit. Uh, there was famine and stuff, mm. and going all the way back to like a common ancestor and and thinking that like all these things in retrospect had to go exactly right just for me to exist. Mm. And so that seems really significant and, and really special and stuff, but it's just another dice roll in the universe. Yeah. And the, and if you know if, if the universe is infinite and if there are more than one if there is more than one universe, which is which is like a consensus is that's probable. Mm. Uh, then there's infinite numbers of dice rolls. And mm. so we're still not fucking significant. We're still not. Mm. Uh, but I, I liked what Albert Camus would say. He, because, you know, being an absurdist, he would say nothing means anything. There's no reason for anything. 
Uh, and usually that makes people feel this intense fucking dread. Mm. But he said, uh, we're, we're lucky enough or stupid enough to be able to like insert meaning, our yeah. own meaning into life. So he said like, you know, even though nothing means fucking anything and nothing's significant, we're at least, I suppose, dumb enough to tell ourselves that, yeah to give it meaning that there's something that's really really worth doing stuff for yeah we even have a saying for it we go well um, everything happens for a reason I fucking hate that we all, we all have that <laughs> but sometimes it does feel like that man it does, I've, I've, I experienced that recently where things happen I, it, it maybe not happened for a reason it was coincidental like um, yeah. I did a um, last year well I'll try to tell the story really quick um Every year I make, I do Made in the West, right? Yeah. And I do the main clip for Made in the West. And it's like a leapfrog model. So I promote the next year's festival on last year's clip. Yeah. And um, it's essentially the flagship clip of the year that I make. And, you know, it has high value. Yeah. Very high value. And out of all the th- things we make, this clip has the most value. It's your first foot forward. Yeah, yeah. And it, it, is, the, it is the tip of the spear. Yeah, it it is the thing that penetrates through, right? It's 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 the it's the forward march, the flagship. There's all kinds of connotations or um, metaphors you can give it. It's an important clip. It's fucking important. It's fucking okay. important. <laughs> and uh, my producer forgot to push the audio record button. Yeah. For all of the interviews, all of them. What? Yeah. So when I'm editing, every it, single one. Every single. Was this the editing. last one? Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah. But did you notice anything? I got them all into my studio to record their voices over themselves. Mr. Foley over here. Yeah, man. You would have known, huh? Unless I told you, you wouldn't have known. I du- the whole thing's dubbed. The whole thing. How tedious was that? Uh, it took me 30 hours. Jeez, man. <laughs> and 12 people scheduling them, coming around, getting them in. So a clip that normally takes a week to build took yeah. me months to build. Yeah. I had to build. I had to be built. Yeah. I can't. I can't out of the out of the legacy of the of the uh, of the business and and of the festival. I can't have this gap because it's a leapfrog model. If you yeah. take that out, it, it, it's a stack of cards. It, it, it can kind of work, but then it'll be jagged after that. Yeah. And I'll, I wouldn't have it. <laughs> I wouldn't have it. That's fucking crazy, man. So yeah, a little mistake that turned out to be a really big problem. Yeah. So I fixed that really big problem, but I had a um, uh, big shout out to Maria Tran, um, uh, action um, uh, superstar. Uh, she, I've, yeah, yeah, I've she, seen you've this seen this clip, clip yeah, right? Yeah, so yeah. she came over and then she's come into the studio, and every time someone comes in, they're like, "Holy fuck, man! Like, look at this <laughs> room, dude. You working here?" Okay, yeah, I like to surround myself with fucking craziness. When's you know? your mum bring in the party pies? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where's the lemonade? You know. <laughs> Um, <laughs> where's the lemonade and the, and the party pies? Um, <laughs> but you know, I've got the size and the, and the nunchucks and she's like, yeah. do you know how to, do you know how to use this stuff? I go, oh yeah, yeah, I can use it. Um, and I showed her some things. She's like, I want you to be in my movie. I'm like, ah, stop it. No, you don't want me in your that, movie. You're just, that, you're that. just saying that to be nice. Yeah. And no, she looked at me square in the eye and says, no, I, I mean what I say. I want you in my movie. That's wicked. So, a little bit of convincing it took her, but she convinced me. Yeah. Because uh, I'm a director and a writer. I'm not a on screen. I, or an, and a presenter. I, I'm an, yeah. I interview people. I talk to people. Imagine it'd be like something that you'd feel self-conscious about. Yeah. Well, I think the, the closest thing that I get to that is voiceovers yeah. and um, uh, being a singer. Like, yeah. it's a performance. 
Yeah. But the rest of it is 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 directing performance. It's a different beast. Yeah. Um. But what I, it worked out really well because I went and did this. Um. I went and did this film with her. Um. This fight choreography, this big fight scene. I had to give two monologues, which was a lot of pressure because you got everyone on set. Mm. Um. The money's ticking because the camera's ticking, right? Yeah. You got to deliver. Uh, totally did my delivery. Um, made sure I was rehearsed. Made sure I was well schooled and what I needed to do. And you know that 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 clip is hitting all over the place. I've got people contacting me all over the over the shop over oh, it. Shit. It's gone really well. That's awesome. All because a guy forgot to push record on a button. Yeah, yeah. You know, so there's that serendipitous dice roll, man. And it's easy to say, yeah. well, things happen for a reason. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, and I can look at you can look at it that way. Um, all things could be serendipitous. I, th- I, th- I think we say like the whole like in those types of situations, which is like the same situations people usually say, mm. or even like conversely, it's when it's like a bad, some big bad significant thing has mm. happened. Uh, we, we we say it because like we see it as a significant thing and we value this thing that's happened. So we're mm. like, oh, you know, things happen for a reason. We're just, like trying to give it clout. Mm. We're like, this is a very significant thing, and isn't it just you know very otherworldly that all these tiny things happened for this to happen? But like, it's it's something you can't like, we, we, it's not something you can chop off like just at the tail. We're, yeah, like, did. Did a ghost entity enter my producer's mind that day and gone, don't press record. Don't press record on anything. <laughs> I don't think I don't think that happened. But um No, but it's, it's a nice way to think of things. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, it's 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 a great way to think of things. Instead of just going it was one of infinite dice rolls that's happened. Yeah, that, it's that's the same dice roll that makes mundane things happen. Yeah, it gives it. It gives. It, uh, I think I look at it as a, a word I would use is romance. It makes it romantic. Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah it makes it romantic. No, I, there's nothing wrong with humans like doing that. It's really good. It means we value something. We value the time that we're spending in doing something. Oh man, I had clip rage over this clip though. I tell you, I was fucking upset. <laughs> Yeah, like imagine you know you're in you're in traffic for three hours and someone just cut you off. Yeah, for no good reason. I would have, and then changed their mind. Then they went back into their lane. Um, (laughs) I would love to have just like a fly on the wall. I can't imagine how infuriating. Misty had to brush my hair pretty much. Just calm down, Russ. It's all gonna be okay. It's all gonna be okay. Shh. She's like Jen Morrison, but actually a nice person and cool. Yeah, no, she, uh, my, Misty sorted me out, man. She did. Uh, that was really, I was so upset for three days. Yeah. But out of it, um, here's the irony. I recorded it so well mm. that it sounded too good. So I had to muddy it up a bit and I put imperfections into it to make it sound live. Oh, that's, yeah, that's, that's. That's the thing. That's like in any in like any medium of art. Mm. As soon as it's too polished, that's why like I kind of know the Renaissance is great, mm. but like looking at it sometimes, I'm like oh, it's very polished. It's very polished. You yeah, need like yeah. Imp- you need more imp- like, But then you look at a Cezanne that's mm. like absolutely unfinished and it's infinitely more beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, you got that. I never thought. I never looked at the uh, uh, Renaissance that way. Yeah. It is very polished, isn't it? Yeah. And, and, and like it, technically, from, it's brilliant. And yeah, like yeah. It's, and it's like a pillar, of course, in history, but still, yeah. 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 just aesthetically, aesthetically, like maybe it's just tall poppy shit. When we see something that's too good looking, we're like, ah, well, fuck yeah, that fucking Michelangelo <laughs> and that Leonardo. You didn't even do that. You David was twelve-year-old to do that. Upscale David wasn't that fucking good anyway. You know. <laughs> Actually, it is. I, I have seen uh, uh, the statue of David, and it is. 
fucking insane. Yeah. It's amazing the detail in that. It just it's it, you're, you're taking it back. How do you scale that up and get that detail and that and that propor- the proportions right? It's just insane. Mm. And not to make any mistakes. Like, like I, I, when I do art and I try to, you know, when you're chipping away at something or when you when you make an brushstroke, that's it. That's on there. Mm. It's hard to hard to cover up. Um, it's hard to do. It's hard to command Z on things, man. You know. Yeah. Um, there's no command Z on fucking chipping away at marble. Like I've I've I got really disillusioned with like making shit for fucking ages because I was getting too fastidious with mm. stuff and you'd fuck up one little thing and go oh this is ruined I've overworked it or I've I've really misjudged something mm. and so then I spent like the last year just like going fuck it and just like trying to undo all this stuff that I've done and mm. just go back to like really loose messy fucking lines yeah freedom just, man just to like relax a bit relax it up and then I figure after a year I'll, I'll bring it back in and mash it up with other stuff that I've learned uh, and other techniques I've got over, over time and stuff yeah, but like it's so much fun. It's so much fun just going, eh, fuck it. Like, yeah, it removes the stress element. You're not, you're not being yeah. stressful about it. And I say this to my team a lot. Like um, when I make clips, um, they would have criticisms that are of, I would consider um, to be minute and insignificant. Mm. And they would go, no, you need to change this. I said, I'll tell you what, let's show six people and let's see if they notice. Yeah. And, they, and if they don't notice, then it ain't changing. Yeah. And if they notice, I'll change it. And you go, I can't say anything to them beforehand. And then I've slowly taught them that you don't need to, it doesn't, things don't have to be perfect for them to be entertaining. They don't have to be. like. And, and when when I started studying these things, like I remember when I watched Pulp Fiction, I was blown away. Like what a, what a piece of art this is. It's cinematic fucking brilliance. And, and, and but when I, when I, when I um, became learned in uh, cinematography, you realize that it's quite poorly shot it's it, yeah. it, there's a lot of problems in it yeah um you know some of those track shots that they're doing there's a lot of out of focus stuff it's nowhere near perfect well that's it's I think, but you look at it you go fucking awesome movie like i think because it apes nature like mm. the more imperfections there are in something the more aesthetically pleasing it is whether we notice that or not whether we realize that or not mm. and, and i think off the back of that like you know we've got you know, in advertising and all this shit, like uh, the things that are around us that we're looking at every day are so polished and so so perfect mm. that that maybe people are looking at imperfect stuff. You know, looking at you know stuff made in garages and, mm. and, and stuff in, made in one take mm. and street art and stuff, and just going, yeah, fuck, because I've had enough of perfect shit. Yeah. So maybe it's just the juxtaposition of like the shit we're seeing around us all the time. We're over it. We're sick of it. And so, like imperfect stuff. Yeah, this be fucking nice. I've got an example for that. I, I, I've um, because uh, I watch a lot of skate videos. Yeah. Normally, when you watch a skate video, you'll see um, people landing a most insane ollie or doing an insane grind. But what I'm starting to see now is they show all of their failures. Yeah. And then the success. Because yeah. before they'd just show the success, they'd never show the lead up to it. It was always perfect. Yeah, like I'd have friends when we were younger because all I did with my friends, like I think from like maybe 15 until like 25, we would just skate. That was fucking it. And like, but you'd get people watching this video going, ah, oh, you know, that's, look at this person falling over. You're like, you haven't been to a park then or you haven't been to a demo then. Mm. Uh, like to realize that people are just constantly falling down and fucking shit up. Yeah, you can't get it right the first go. It's not yeah. possible. 
Yeah, and like that whole presentation, I've seen that swing in skate videos recently. Mm. Like now, recently, more and more. Like they all, they always used to like, you know, I used to buy 411 VM uh, tapes, loved them. And they'd show you some stacks and shit. But I think now these days, you watch anything on like Facebook and like the point of it is they'll show you like fucking 30 stacks, 40 mm. stacks before someone lands something. Yeah, because it's way more powerful. Yeah. Because if you see someone getting it perfect the first go, you go, oh, that's that's a really cool jump. And now all of a sudden you go, man, he tried that 30 times to get that. Yeah, imperfection gives something character. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. It gives something a history, gives it a story, even that's a, even if that's a five-minute history or story, and that gives value to an object or to a performance or a piece of art or anything. Well, I think that's the, that's the lesson of the show for the day. That's the lesson <laughs> for the show. Be Gen- a fuck-up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gentrify the area, but don't be too perfect at it. Allow the floor to be sticky. Allow the beer to be a little bit subpar, but just put in a good environment, man. Don't over, don't overdo it. Exactly. Just do it <laughs> to the point where people are happy and entertained. Uh, man, but I think we're out of time. I think we're going to get going. Uh, but, man, uh, Scotty Belshaw, thank you so much for being on the show. Um, you uh, are definitely becoming uh, fast a resident guest on the Pager Train, so I, I thank you very much. Well, as long as you're the only place that has beers on Good Friday, I'll be here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, fantastic. Um, I, do, I do feel, before we go, though, I do feel a little bit guilty. I ate a, um, a, um, a burger, um, double patty, bacon, <laughs> no fish. Doing your part. <laughs> No, but I felt like when I when I was eating, I'm like, oh, I should have got a fillet of fish. But I go, but you're not religious. <laughs> well, on that note, you've been watching the Pager Train. You can find us on uh, Spotify. You can find us on Apple iTunes, Apple Podcasts, and of course, iHeartRadio, and definitely YouTube. And if you've been enjoying the show, don't forget to subscribe. And if you're really been enjoying the show, hit the little notifications button right here. You've been watching the Pager Train, and we'll see you next time. That wasn't forced at all. That really came out natural, I thought. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I, worked, I worked in telemarketing. I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do the script. You know the script. Do the script. How are you today, ma'am? <laughs> Say the line, but. <laughs> <laughs> all right, cut the record there, bro.